Welcome to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. My name is Carla Cherry. I am your host. We are talking with spiritual seekers about cosmic theories, their personal path and expertise. Our mission is to help people expand their consciousness and their awareness and provide tools to help them find their personal power. Do you want some personal power? I'm tired of watching superhero movies. Don't you want to have a little bit of that for yourself? It is ascension times, people. We'll be talking ETs, multidimensional beings, Parallel universes, we cover it all, it's all in the bag. Why am I doing this? I don't know, sometimes it's the red pill, sometimes it's the blue pill, sometimes you just slip and fall down the rabbit hole and you get a timeshare there. Happy fall and Halloween season to everybody, especially my witchy friends, shout out to Claudia. Some people get excited about football, other people get excited about Halloween season. Okay, so this is my interview with Annalise. She goes by Annalise, like Madonna, just one word. For those of you who are interested in tarot card reading, Annalise talks about how she learned how to do it, how she got better. She talks about her Day of the Dead slash Halloween themed wedding and also about fairies. She's really into fairies. I've always wanted to talk to somebody who is. So I got to ask her a bunch of questions and I think we're friends now. So I made a new friend. I'm super excited. I hope you enjoy the interview. Annalise is a gifted, creative, intuitive who is connected to the energies of angels, fairies, and our natural spirit world. She studies and practices tarot card reading and crystal healing and creates healing smudge sprays. She incorporates her intuitive gifts by giving reading sessions and workshops. You can find her at Indigo Alliance in Pasadena, California, or on Instagram at Creatively Intuitive. Welcome, Annalise, to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. Well, hello. hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for joining me. Okay. So I'm super excited to have you on today because I met you at the Psychic Fair at the Indigo Alliance in Pasadena, which I highly recommend. It's a room full of incredibly talented readers at a discounted price at the fair and um, super fun energy, jewelry, chakra readings, all kinds of fun stuff. But what was cool was I noticed you were in the corner pouring sprays. And um, (laughs) I thought, who is this? And um, I had picked up one of your sprays a while back and it literally changed my life. And I had never had an experience with smudge sprays, but I was going through this horrible job experience at the time. And I would spray it several times a day to uplift me and out of this toxic environment. And it totally made a difference. And then there you were, not only pouring sprays, but you were creating the one that I had purchased like a year ago. So that was just a really cool encounter for me. And I I would love for you to tell us about smudge sprays, how you got into them and how they work. For me, I've always been a potion alchemist maker. Um, Ever since I was a little girl, um, I would pick flowers from the garden and make my own perfume for me and my mom. And then uh, about two years ago, I learned how to make my own Florida water which is a base for a lot of smudge sprays because it has the properties to like protect the properties to reduce negative energies. So I basically brew my own batch of Florida water. Why is it called Florida water? That's just, I I have no idea. That's just the name. It's not from Florida. It's just the name it's been given (laughs) through the years. Um, But it's just what they call it. It's just the base for a lot of uh, smudge sprays. You can also do like a Palo Santo smudge spray, which is a holy wood that's been um, extracted its oils and made into a spray because not everybody likes to burn it. So smudge spray basically takes the place of sage or Palo Santo to clear space, to clear yourself, to clear any 
negative energies. And I add a little extra touch with using my essential oils to add more intention for each purpose and for each person that needs it. If you could bottle being at the beach on a sunny day, that's what it smells like to me. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's just yummy to spray, whether you're using it for any clearing purposes or anything at all. It just smells good. Yeah, totally. So, okay, I want to go back um, and, and ask you, when was the first time, because you have a lot of gifts, you have a lot of stuff going on. So when was the first time you realized that you were just a little bit different, like a little extra? Probably as a child. <laughs> um, yeah, probably when I was about like three or four, um, you know, had imaginary friends and talked to them um, and just kind of always being outside of the box and my thinking and always had friends, but I knew that I was like different than they were. Mm -hmm. just because of how I acted or talked about things and I would say things and they would look at me differently. Um, but then more so even in like um, high school, really was just like expressing myself. And then probably not until like my college years that I actually like own my gifts and my powers. Yeah, like early 20s. So what was something, what was an experience that you, you had where you realized you had quote unquote a power that not maybe your other friends had? I would say my dreams. I had dreams that um, I, premonition dreams is what I call them. Okay. I had dreams that were, were to come true. For instance, I had a dream that all my friends came to the party. It was a surprise party. Um, and everybody was like walking down the street. And three years later, that's what actually happened. Hmm. Did you, did you ever have a dream that you, you know, about somebody that something bad happened to or anything crazy like that? I have. Um, it actually was myself. I used to have dreams where a dog would chase me and it was a black dog and it would chase me and chase me just like in circles um, in the mountains. And then um, when I was, that was like when I was eight, I had that dream and I, it was rep repetitive over and over again. And then when I was 12, I actually got bitten by a black, German Shepherd. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So stuff like that. And then, so when did you get into tarot card reading? Um, that would probably be like when I was about like 25 or so, I really got into it. So I was just at like the local bookstore and I was like in the new age section and I was like, I'm going to pick up this tarot book, how to read tarot. And so I started, I'll say dabbling in that and kind of reading for myself and I would journal like my information and then um, I would do with my, I would also read for my friends. Then I went into more Oracle card readings, which are a little bit different than tarot. Tarot has more like history to them where like Oracle cards and angel cards, they have more um, like affirmation meaning. So I moved to that and then I started really doing it the last like nine years, nine to 10 years with family and friends at parties. And then the last like two and a half years, I've done it publicly. Okay. As like a, like a service or a healing service for people. Okay. So I have a question about tarot. Um, it fascinates me when someone flips over a card, like you did a reading for me and you, first thing you said was, were you in a car accident? And right. I was like, yes, I was. And um, <laughs> so what's fascinating is that someone's shuffling and then pulling cards, what is the art of it? Like, how does it, how does some person become, how does one person become, you know, 
more expert at tarot card than another person. Because I've also had readings before where obviously the person was checked out. It was one of those like psychic readings, you know, <laughs> where they have yeah. like something neon sign and and the woman was like, so you're, you know, you're mourning a boyfriend. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> and she just kept on down that road. And then like her son came in and she was like, get out of here. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Gosh. It was, it was, <laughs> she's like, I'm working. And of course she had an accent. I mean, it was like uh -huh. very like a comedy sketch, you know? So right. Learned, okay. Don't go into those anymore. But, um, you know, to me, it just looks like someone's shuffling a card. And then how do you, I mean, what's the art of it? Yeah. So I would say there's like, there's two different ways, right? So you have the one that's like learning the tarot as like for a business, right? Like this is going to be their bread and butter, their business. And they're learning it like by the book, like a textbook. So this card means this, this card means that. It can't mean anything else, right? Where sure. people like me that's intuitive or have gifts, really the cards are just a tool to tap into their gifts. Like for me, my intuition, my clairvoyant abilities, the cards are just the tool. I could just give you information if I like say tap into my intuition, tap into my clairvoyance and just kind of channel. I don't necessarily need the cards. So the cards are just my tool that I use for people. And I know those cards. I've kind of have a relationship with them where I think a lot of times other people just learn them to learn them. And they know exactly, like I said, like a textbook. And they're using it to just read the cards. They're not reading the person. They're not reading with their abilities. They're not reading the other possibilities of cards could mean because they don't always mean the same thing. They could have the idea, you know, of something, but not, it's not the same for each person. It could be the idea of that card, but it could be so much more. Okay. So when you tap into your intuition, did it used to take you longer and now it's fat, it's quicker. And then what is the process? Like, how would you explain that? So for me, I really make like kind of an energy bubble for myself, like where I'm at and who I'm working with. And I just kind of call upon my guides and my angels. And I just kind of like get in the zone as well. And I just can kind of like turn it off and on um, as, as I need it. Before I didn't know how to use it, but now I just kind of like call upon it and just kind of go with my gut and what I know from people, what I know from just what's getting downloaded as well. Cause I'll see images and symbols. So that, that helps me also. And I just call upon that when I, especially when I know I'm doing readings like all day long, I'll really make that effort to meditate in the morning and channel for any person that I'm going to be reading for that. I have the accurate information for that individual. That's kind of how I operate, but it's like, I really just try to do it like kind of like a light switch. So obviously you've sort of honed this craft. What have you done to make yourself, how do you hone that craft and make it better? I read a lot. I read a lot online. I read a lot um, about people with different abilities and how everybody's different. I do um, a couple of like workshops and classes like online as well, talking to other readers, other gifted readers and having own readings for myself is really, really helpful. And also I found that like for me, when I like, cause sound baths are really popular right now. What, um, I went to a, what's, what's popular? First, the sound baths. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sound baths, um, you know, um, we talked about that before, but like with me, the first sound bath I ever went to really like just kind of opened me up mm. and just made my, my eyes like so wide open to all the possibilities, um, that I could do for myself and for others. And really, I've been trying to become more of a healer 
then even though I'm a reader, like my readings, I hope are healing and become more of a healer um, than just a reader. But I would say reading books, reading online, doing workshops, that's the biggest thing. And then also for me, having a steady meditation, like every day really, really helps me as well. Okay. Um, so I know that you're tapped into angel energy and you know, what I love about angels is when you talk about them, there's just like a very soft light energy to it. And it sort mm -hmm. of doesn't matter what religion you are, or if you're practicing a religion, it's just like this nice soft light energy, almost feminine, um, energy that's helpful. Um, although I know there are male angels. Mm -hmm. Um, when did you know you were connected to angels and, um, who is your favorite and why? Um, I would say again, I probably realized I was connected with angels as a child because I've had a few life death experiences as a child. Um, and I've always, for whatever reason, my mom always called me her little angel. So there was a big thing around that that made me draw towards angels even more. But it's really, like you said, about the inner light. That's the light work that I love and the light work that the angels have. Um, I really like to work with Archangel Michael and also Archangel Metatron. Um, Michael's just so strong and powerful and like he's like the silent strong type. Metatron, he's really good to work with like families and children and also situations with law. So I really like to work with him because mostly because of children and I love working with children. So he really helps me with that. But I also look at angels as a circle, as a whole, your divine like, you know, sanction or like circle. So I look at them that way too. So I kind of use like all of them. When you say circle, you mean like they're all in a circle together or what do you mean? Yeah, like all in a circle together, like a social, like your social tribe, like your social circle, like they're all working together, you know, as one. So and like I feel does, like there's many layers to that. Where does Metatron come from? I, you know what? I don't know that answer, but I do know that I've called upon him to help me work with the angels. And I know that I'm connected to him from other readings I've had with other healers. He is just super powerful for me working with the children. They have, he has this really great, like blue, strong light that he has. And I love that. And when you say work with children, I know that you're, you are a priest, you're a preschool director or you're supervisor. Supervisor. Okay. Yeah. So we taught you, you told me once before, but there's little things that you do that kind of help bring out the positivity in the kids or can you talk on that? Oh, sure. Um, I like to work a lot with the rocks and the crystals because they come from the earth and they kind of help balance and center the children. In an example of a kid that's having a hard time, you might like put a crystal in his hand or you're just talking about the crystals with the kids or how do you do it? A lot of times I'll incorporate that like Play-Doh is a big thing, right? So that's a great like thing to like also calm them down, but I'll incorporate um, stones or crystals in a game or in the Play-Doh um, for them just to touch, to hold and certain ones for certain kids. Like rose quartz is really, you know, for love. That one I use a lot, but there's other kids that need to be like a little bit more grounded. So I'll use like black tourmaline or obsidian and they don't even realize, you know, they just think it's cool because they're playing with a stone or it's a different color or you play like a little like matching game and then now they're touching the stone and they don't realize that it's even like a tool that they're being come down by touching the stone. Cool. So, okay. So there's talks about, there's talk about that angels could be ETs or vice versa mm -hmm. and that we don't know because we can't see them. And right. even if we can, some people, you know, say that they can. 
you know, our brains are constructing what we think we're looking at. So, you know, what are your thoughts on ETs and angels being interchangeable? I do think that that is very possible um, because it's all about the light energy, right? The biggest source of anything that happens, I think, is the light source, right? A bright light, a dim light, um, the color of the light. So like with ETs, to me, they're very shiny and bright, like orbs and all that. So I think it really has to do with their light energy. So there's no reason why that they could be interchangeable with angels. Do you see auras or do you see lights around beings? I see auras sometimes. There are times where I've seen it, but I'm not like so zoned in that I can see them all the time. I do see them on occasion. I do see bright lights or dark lights um, and then different colored uh, lights within people and beings. And I can kind of tell like if they're in a good place or if they're happy place or maybe they're a little bit in like a dark place. So I kind of can tell the energy light is what it is. It's a feeling it's a, it's a, and the scene of the light and energy of that. Is there a color um, that's more happy and a color that's more disturbed or? Yeah, the frequency, I would say like white light is really, really bright and powerful. That's really like happy to me. Or like a golden color is really happy. Also means protection to me. When I see green, I think, oh, this person is really connected with the earth and with nature. When I see somebody that has like a color that's like a little bit darker, um, like it's dimmed, I'll say like a dim yellow, then I know that they used to be bright, but now they've kind of closed down. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then there's red. Red to me is like passion, but then also out of control. So when I see like the red kind of shiny light, I'm like, whoa, they need to calm down, <laughs> you know, or they need to do some work. And you of course also, <laughs> yeah, right. I might want to work with you. I might not want to work with you. <laughs> um, but then there's also, you know, the black light. It's so dark, right? That you can't even see, but a shimmer. But the greatest things come from darkness too, like the stars. So it's like, you have to figure out what you're going to be working with based upon all those different variances of light. Well, and someone could pop, like you said, they could have been bright and then they went through something really traumatic maybe and mm -hmm. now they're have a darker light. Yeah. Do you charge extra for those. What's that? Do you charge extra for those? <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> it's more like I want to work with them even more to see if I can help them. But then I also draw a point where like, if I can't help you, then I have to make, you know, make that relationship end. <laughs> Were you scared when you went public? How did that look? When you went public with I am a tarot card reader and now I'm doing this like if you um, could offer anybody like words of wisdom or advice who are thinking of doing that um yeah so the biggest thing is the fear right and what other people's judgments are on you um but my thing my biggest like tagline is you know if you get fear out of the way it's amazing what you can do mm. so um for me like it was getting myself out of my own way and uh, letting my fear go, I think once I did that, I, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared. And it just like kind of flowed. And I think that's the biggest thing is letting that get out of your way and just owning what your, what your gifts are and what you're doing and just like saying, hey, this is me and this is what I do. And you can accept it or not accept it. And really you're doing it to help others and you're doing it to be you. So that's kind of kind of how I went with that because it wasn't something that I really called upon to go do. It's just something that I was like, you need to go do this. You need to go start reading cards. You need to go start doing this. And I kind of got a kick from spirit 
to go do that. Um, so I was kind of forced into doing readings for somebody because somebody had canceled. And that's kind of how that all went. And once I got that fear out of my way, it was like, like I said, like it just flowed. That's awesome. So I know that you are drawn to fairies, which is really interesting to me because I just have this thought in my mind that fairies are fictional and we grew up with them in books and, you know, how were you drawn to fairies and how are they drawn to you? So really fairies comes from my mom. So my mom, we call her the garden witch, the garden fairies. She had fairy books and fairy, little fairy gardens, which she still does now. And so I just kind of had a natural curiosity for them and was drawn to them in that respect because I was just surrounded by them and by books and by my mom talking about them. And so I just basically just put myself into reading books and history of the, you know, how the fairies have always been around especially in the Celtic history. It's so, so much there, but like they are really our, our angels on earth. They're the connect They're Yeah. Fairies are angels on earth, basically that we just have see like, you know, these little sparks of light too, that you don't expect to see. And all of a sudden they're there and you go, Oh, there's a little fairy. So it's wait, just wait, one wait, of those wait, wait, wait. I've not, I don't know if I've ever seen that. So I need an example. <laughs> um, okay. So for instance, there's times where I'll be, it's most, you know, like sometimes you might see them inside, but typically not. It's going to be outside. So the biggest time that you can see them is actually um, at sunrise and sunset um, and like twilight time. When I've been outside in the garden and taking walks, sometimes all of a sudden I'll just see a little zoop and I'll be like, really? okay, that's just the sunlight. But then I'm like, no, it's a little fairy. Um, well, like a little spark of light. And I go, and there's always like a message with that too, because it's usually over by some type of flower um, that has some meaning for something else that I'm working on in my life. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, they're usually helpful little helpful little be- beans, but sometimes sometimes they can be tricky too. But <laughs> they're really great. They can call upon you can call upon the house fairies to help you to clean your house. <laughs> Wait, how does that work? Um, yeah, you just help them. You just call upon them, and they help you get some stuff done. Or help you find stuff too, um, because there's I was missing a necklace that my husband had given me, and I hadn't found. I didn't know where I placed it, and I asked them to show me the way, and they said to me that it's right there in the drawer in the bowl in the bathroom, and I went and I looked, and there it was. So oh, you wow. can call upon them for stuff like that too. I did one time. I was um, by a lake, a little. a a miniature lake in North Carolina with a friend of mine. And we did both see like this crazy white light that went all across the water. Mm -hmm. Pretty big, this light. And um, that's the only time I've ever seen anything like that. I was like, Oh, what was that? Cause we definitely thought maybe that was like a giant one. I don't know. It could have been like a water fairy or like a bunch of water fairies in general. Um, But yeah. They like, you know, they do like to be around water and trees and flowers and all that stuff. But there is house fairies too. Well, now that I know that, every Sunday I'm calling on them. Right, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in the history with fairies, they come from, you say they're Celtic. That is the most information we have. So like with like Easter Island um, and pagan history, there's a lot of fairy 
symbolism, a lot of fae um, history involved around that area of the world. So you had mentioned that also that your gifts were hereditary a bit. Um, can you speak on that? Yes. Um, so my mom is highly intuitive and she also has what we call premonition dreams. And sometimes she just has random signs or thoughts that come to her as well that she just just comes to her and she has to tell us, um, you know, to be careful of a situation or that she thinks that this might happen in the next like week or so. Um, but then also we think uh, my grandma also had gifts. She just never talked about them. Um, she was super creative, super out there ahead of her time. Um, we were raised religious, but she always used to tell us, you know, Jesus isn't everything. There's more to just Jesus. I do call upon, she's passed on, but I do call upon her a lot too because she has probably the most greatest gifts. She just didn't express them, you know, because of the time that she was raised in. It's really interesting to talk about these things, even though you're raised with them because, mm -hmm. you know, they're not talked about. And then all of a sudden you talk about it and you go, oh, hey, there's that connection. There's that connection. Oh yeah, you had gifts. I had gifts. You know, it all stems stems down from generation to generation. Well, I think it also comes from living in a like sort of a patriarchal world and we're in an interesting place where I feel like the tides are turning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's other things that, that women, it's kind of astonishing how much, like I found out things in my adulthood that mm -hmm. I could have found out much earlier about like yeah. our family's history and like there's just just been this women have just been taught to not talk and also the word witch which is you know of course has this huge connotation that was purposely put on there and then you know what are your oh, absolutely yeah and it, and it really when you look at it we're you're just talking about using and men and women can you know have gifts it's not just women um right and they, you know, it, it's gifts from the natural world. It's gifts from spirit. And there's just this negative connotation that's still there thousands of years, hundreds and thousands of years later. Where do you think we are with that? I think we have really grown a lot. And I think there is an uprising right now with men and women to really own their powers and be themselves and express themselves. Women still have further to go than men. But I feel like right now there's a big uprising for women like I keep getting like I read for a lot of women just because I'm naturally like drawn towards helping them but then also just it's one of my passions to help like women in general but I read for a lot of them and they the biggest message I get for a lot of us is like I get up with women like all I see is like arrows going up in my mind's eye and a movement's going to happen where it's like up with women and it's going to be taking off for women to be themselves and speak their mind and be in the business world and not have to play the boys club anymore. And it's just going to be a big, it's going to be a big movement coming up here soon in the next year or so. You mean just sort of like tacking on to the me too and tacking on to the like women's March. I think it's kind of absolutely. Yeah. Party. It's just going to be even bigger and we're not going to have to compete with men anymore. And what do you think about, you know, women who may be watching or listening who, you know, might think that they may have, you know, these premonition dreams or, you know, gifts of intuition, like how can they work on them and express them? Well, one of the things and what I forgot to mention earlier was I, you know, I did work with a mentor for quite some time to help me 
kind of get grounded and centered and figure out where I wanted to go with my gifts. So I would always recommend for somebody to work with somebody else, Mm -hmm. whether they be their mentor or a friend, but to work with somebody that's going to help them to express themselves, to tap into their gifts. Also, I recommend, you know, meditation. I also recommend journaling, writing, reading as much as you can, and not being afraid of those gifts, using them as, Mm -hmm. as you're supposed to. And your intuition, you would, how would you describe it? Like a, it's what type of clairvoyance is it? It's a feeling. It's a gut feeling. Um, it's a sensation. It's like an energy feeling I get. And then the clairvoyance is images. So I get pictures and images. Sometimes I get sounds. Sometimes I get like little messages like right in my ears. So that's like the hearing of it. So it's all very, like, I would say it varies um, mm-hmm. from whatever's going to come to me. Sometimes it's a lot of a lot of visions, a lot of images, and then other times it's a lot of hearing. But for the most part, it's an energy feeling that I get too, um, first and foremost. And as far as, you know, are there books you recommend? Oh, that's a tough question because I would have had a look at what they're, they're called before I talked to you. <laughs> because, yeah, so I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like any books. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of books I have on my bookshelf, but I could tell you the titles. Well, if you think of them, tell me, and then I'll put them back in the comments, or I'll put them in the description. Okay, okay. Um, and then also, um, I wanted to mention, we, t- we talked a little bit on earlier, but you do workshops, and yeah. one of your workshops I noticed was something about, like, the human spirit, and you were talking about in one of your videos that you did on YouTube about... Um, making a body map. Can you kind of explain what that's about? Okay, yes. So it's Expressing the Human Spirit, um, which is a workshop I'll run in September. And it's using a bunch of different rituals and tools to express one's soul and spirit. I'll be doing um, chakra pendulum readings to see like where you're blocked or where you need to work more on. And then I'm going to do an angel card or or card pull to see where you also need to like focus on and then also set goals for yourself. But with that, you draw and trace your, your body. And then after you draw and trace your body, you can make it into however you want and really becomes a piece of artwork. But you also express yourself with that by tapping into drawing on your chakra if you need to focus on a certain chakra. So basically, if you think about like people know about vision boards, so mm-hmm. basically a body map is a vision board for yourself, like for your mm-hmm. body, for your soul. So if you think about it like that, you can collage it, you can paint it, you can move stuff onto it. Say if somebody wants to open up their third, you know, their third eye, and that's what they want to focus on and their goal, and they can tell through the chakra reading, that it's closed or it's partly open, then you would on your body map then focus on drawing and making that a focal point of your body map. That's kind of how that works. And it's really to tap in to express yourself. And it's like a lot of inner work too, besides spirit and soul work. So it's a lot, a lot of factors happening. And then after you create your map, then we go through it and then set goals and intentions and um, creative visualizations as well. Okay. Yeah, so then you can continue the work. So like, again, we'll talk about the third eye. You want to work on your third eye, then we would set an affirmation for you. You would burn your candle with your affirmation, with your intention, and you would set your goal out for that. And we would create that together after you made your body map. And then you would also put that on your body map too, like you'd write that on there. So it's really putting it out there into the world of what you want to have happen for yourself and for your soul. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Um, and then before we, before we close, I want you to tell them about your, your wedding. You had a, like a, <laughs> yeah, go, you explain it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. So, um, I got married almost five years ago and it was a Halloween wedding. A what? Um, a Halloween wedding. Yes. Yes. And we did, um, black, red, I'm sorry, black, orange, and white themed coloring. And then it was very like vintage like, so um, like little paper mache skulls and little figures. We did it a Halloween theme because our first date was on Halloween, but then we went to, you know, look at the dates to get married. It was in, it was on a Thursday. So we decided, well, we'll do it on Saturday because that was November 2nd. That was the day of the dead. And we thought it'd be really cool to kind of embrace that as well. It was, it was a lot of fun and very small and quaint, but it was really cool to have that connection with, with spirit and the day of the dead and embracing family members and all that. So it was really, it was, it was wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. And obviously your man is totally cool with all this. Is he, is he into it in his own way? I would say that he's not into it in his own way, but he does talk about like energies a lot. So that's, I guess he's kind of into it in his own way, but, um, he totally supports me and he buys me stuff and he buys me crystals and he's like, I know you're into all of this stuff and this is great. And, and he does, he does ask me about certain things sometimes. He's like, or he'll ask me, can you do a reading for me? And (laughs) of course I'm like, of course I will. And I give him smudge sprays and I make certain things for him. So he, yeah, he, he's definitely like supports me and he's into it. So that's cool. Well, I have totally enjoyed talking with you today and I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, Likewise. Yeah. And I know we're going to be friends, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And and I wanted to give you an opportunity, like, do you have a workshop coming up and where can people find you? So my next workshop is in September. So that's the 15th, oh, the 8th and the 15th of September at Indigo Alliance. And I'll be at the next Psychic Fair at Indigo Alliance. Oh, cool. And typically I'm there every, every Psychic Fair. So it's the last Saturday of every month. And just right now I'm doing work out of there. Um, I haven't finished my website, but that should be done soon. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where, that's where I'm going right now. And then I'm always on Instagram and I try to do a weekly tip of the week. So that's always fun too. Oh, good. On Instagram. And it's creatively yeah. intuitive at creatively intuitive. Correct. Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I will talk to you very soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.